This next Cracker Jack began a leadership role early on and started a life of inspiring and encouraging women and men to achieve their personal best through daily discipline and hard work. Jen's courage to bet on herself and other good people developed a community of like-minded go-getters who care about a healthy lifestyle of fitness and fun. As a successful entrepreneur and a mom of little ones, Jen talks about the lessons of her CrossFit community and what it's like to find balance with all her responsibilities. This is episode eight. I just came from the gym, so you know. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to probably, I just got a couple notes here, but yeah. Probably the hardest question I'll just do up front. So okay. Get it over with. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts of um, bicep curls in the squat rack? <laughs> bicep curls in the squat rack, huh? Um, I mean, to each his own, really. You really? know, fitness is what you want to make of it. So, how did you get into all this fitness business? I moved to Michigan after college when my husband and I got engaged uh, in 2008, and I didn't have a job, right? Um, and so I started coaching because I did gymnastics and I did dance and I did all of these things and part-time work and this, that, and the other. And, and that's what I was doing. And then because I stepped into the competitive side of things, as far as competitive dance, comp- coaching those things, I needed my people to be better. So you were coaching. So you were an athlete. Then you said, I think coaching's better than being, or you did both. Or? Um, I was an athlete up through college gotcha. and then kind of fell off. Like after college, it's, I wasn't going to be a professional cheerleader. You know nice. what I mean? Like it was just like, kind of done and then when I moved to Michigan there was a gymnastics gym that needed a coach there was a dance studio that needed a dance instructor um and so I went back into it from like the coach and instructor side of things and I needed my my girls to be better right um and so we started incorporating some fitness into their training and then I really got into how general fitness right kind of spoke to an increased sport specific performance right um and and then from there really it just kind of snowballed itself so um, then you just discovered crossfit during that kind of so i went crossfit really wasn't a th- it was a thing but it wasn't like a big thing yeah. in like in 2008 um at least where I was in Michigan, um, which was just outside of Detroit. And so I went and I did post-grad certs in just general fitness, like personal training, um, you know, just kind of whatever. And then spent some time, a couple years doing that. And I needed fitness for myself. And it's kind of like, I think there was a a Seinfeld episode where like the woman's a masseuse, right? And all Jerry wants is for her to like rub his back. Do you know what I'm talking about? The episode I'm talking about. And she's like so tired from giving massages all day that she doesn't want to massage his back when he comes home. And that was me for fitness. I was, I was doing it now. I was taking on personal clients. I was spending more time in the gym that I didn't want to think of my own workouts. Like I was so sick and tired of it. So I went to a CrossFit gym and I was like, just, just, tell me what to do like I just can't even like I'm done um and I fell in love with it because it was just so much different than than what I was doing for myself um and just you know just kept asking questions and became involved and and so this was what what year did you say that was this was by this time it was 2010 okay yeah because the year I got married so you were still in Michigan still in Michigan and then you were 
did you compete in CrossFit or a little bit? Yeah. Just some like local competitions and that, you know, I, again, the whole competitive thing with CrossFit, you got to be real good and like real strong. And it was just a lot, the strength thing was a lot different than what I was used to. Um, and so, I mean, I'm still behind the eight ball with that, right? Strength is not my strong suit, if you will. Um, so So then you were, um, so when you're doing fitness, when you're in high school and stuff, did Mm -hmm. you have a lot of influences and like, was your family real fit family? No, no, not at all. No, not at all. And that, that's interesting. And they're still, it's still my thing. So they're yeah. not super they're like, into hey, it. There, there's our fit person. Right. There's the our family. fit friend. And, you know, every once in a while, they'll ask some questions and, you know, we'll talk about nutrition. Um, but no, it wasn't, it wasn't like a organically grown family business. Did you have any influences back then when you were doing that? Like an old um, gymnastics people or were you just kind of like your own influence just i think i was just kind of my own yeah yeah and it really um i understand and i understood the importance of what fitness would do to help sports performance right or how it would help make people look different but once I was an adult and started adulting right and was getting married and had life stressors and all these things it was the mental side of it that really changed for me. Um, and it wasn't about the vanity anymore. And it wasn't about, I, I need to look good in my wedding dress. And it wasn't about any of that. It was, I don't know how to get through the day unless I take 45 minutes and just beat myself up in the gym to just regroup and let those anxieties go and all of that stuff. So it was, it was at that point where it changed for me. So 2010, how did you get to Cleveland or Chicago Falls? Because I grew up in Solon. Okay. And then uh, my husband and I got married in 2010. We had our son in the beginning of 2013. And in 2014, he was a year I missed home. You know, it was hard being a mom mm. um, up there without my mom um, and without his mom because his mom lived in Florida. So we were kind of without grandmas up there. And... It was just like, if we're going to make this move, um, we need to do it before we have another baby because I didn't want to do it pregnant. And before he started school, because I felt that, you know, we should have him be in a spot where he could, you know, set his roots down as much as possible and grow. And so we just kind of pulled the switch um, and just said, let's just let's just go. I want to just go home like it had been. I moved in 2008. It was 2004. It had been six years that I spent with him in Michigan. And and we were kind of back to Cleveland, back to Cleveland. Yeah. So then you're here. Yeah. And then you said, hey, I want to start a a CrossFit gym. Sure. So a little backtrack. Um, All right. So. I had to get a real job in Michigan because I was an adult, right? Um, So I got a job through uh, an organization that I coached cheerleading with and became their program director for their cheerleading program. Um, and it was a statewide program. And what we did is we would kind of, like kind of how KCE has like community ed programs. This was a, a third party organization that would go into different communities and create sporting opportunities for kids. So I ran the cheerleading thing for them for all of their communities. And you were, you had one 
little one by in that yes in that time yeah um but i didn't want to not do fitness um and so because i was doing crossfit the gym that i was doing crossfit with needed some help organizing itself um and i was a program director and i had built some different programs and things and whatever so i i went kind of in with him part-time free membership blah 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 whatever like help me organize kind of what i'm doing um and that took me up to when aiden was born in 2013 and then I didn't want to go back full-time to work so I left the youth sports organization and then just dove more into running the CrossFit gym up in Michigan okay um so when we came here Uh I didn't like and that's a strong word but I didn't see anything that was comparable to the community that I was a part of in Michigan um and I had tried some different CrossFit places and some different things and nothing felt like it was going to give me the experience that I had in gotcha. Michigan. Um, and so that's why I was like, hey, there's, the there's not a CrossFit gym. That's yeah, it was, it was just like, I don't even know. It was like 30 days. Like, hey, let's open up a CrossFit gym. Okay, go. So you went from, hey, I'm pretty good at fitness. Hey, I'm pretty good at teaching and organizing mm-hmm. to new mom. Mm-hmm. And then you just said, I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I, I didn't know what that was. That I didn't know I what that was. So what was so that? naive. Was that like? I was so naive. <laughs> I like, so I don't. Did, did you meet my old business partner? Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. remember Dare? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the gym that I ran in Michigan, right? So it was his CrossFit gym cool. in Michigan. And him and I, you know, kept talking and this, then the other when I moved to Cleveland. And every time I'd go to a place that was not for me, I would say, oh, <laughs> the programming or this or the coaching or whatever. Um, and then he's like, all right, well, you just are you going to open up one or what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I'm, I don't know how I, I, I can't. I don't have all the funds to do that. Like, that's just it's a big undertaking. Um, so he offered to kind of help with that, actually. Awesome. Um, and so he came down and we looked at spaces and he was like, okay, you got to run it, but like, I'll help you, you know, get it started. And, you know, we'll use his veteran kind of position and, um, you know, his background with competing because he competed, right. Um, and the adaptive side of things and did all that stuff. And so we'll kind of, we'll do that together. And I said, okay, that makes me feel less scared. Like, you know, um, but I know I had no idea what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. So you have... The like you have employees. Yes, we have. Se- there's seven coaches. So you have to make payroll, yep. pay taxes, yeah, yeah. So do their payroll, set it up, find like find a payroll company, like yeah. figure out how to do taxes, yeah. uh, find so, an attorney to do all of this oh, stuff for us. And this, how long have you been doing this? Well, that was 2014, October, that's, that's five years cool. exactly. Um, so we we pulled the switch five years ago. Like, so I, you roll up the doors. Uh huh. And were there people just ready to rock? I was so scared. <laughs> I was terrified. Yeah, there's people there's that came in that first day that are still members of mine oh, today. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I came in day one and just kind of said, let's try what this is. And so were you the coach? Or mm-hmm. you, so yeah. you did the coach and the books? And I did the coach and the books and the payroll and all of that. And stuff. you had obviously weird hours. It was really weird hours. There'd be days where, like, we'd go in and we'd open the doors for a class from, you know, 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. And then there'd be a lull in the schedule. And then mm. we'd go back at noon and there'd be a class and then a lull of the schedule. And then a fourth. And I lived in Hudson, mind you, during oh, this. Lovely. Yeah. So, so when the gym opened. Yeah. It was a 45-minute commute back and forth. So I always think that, 
you know, you guys have the best job as, as coaches, you know, it kind of brings you to the present now is like, if you really think about it, um, you get to kick people's ass, right? They pay you for it. Yep. And then they thank you for it. Right. I mean, that's gotta be cool. It's, that part of it. It is cool. And it's cool that they do that because it's almost in good fun, right? right, right. That they do that. The cool part is seeing somebody not think that they can do something, not make it through. And I have your wife as an example for this, actually. Um, not think that they can do something or come in on day one and not be able to do it. And then on day 30, they're a little bit better at it. Or on day 35, they left and they're like, Okay, like I've crossed something that I didn't think that I could do off my list. And um, it just popped up on my Facebook, actually. I had tagged Allison in it almost probably five years ago that she did a workout and she didn't want to finish it. Mm. And we worked through that. And I remember being so proud of her that I had like, you know, tagged her in that kind of like Facebook post and it and it popped back up. And um, I know three years later, four years later, whatever it was. And so to me, like that's that's the cool part of coaching. Um, That's what I I think is the cool. So the helping the people realize what they're made of kind of. Yeah. What they're capable of. We talk a lot. We, uh, my coaches and I, we meet once a week because um, since we're all on different schedules, we, it, we're not all there at the same time all day long. It's not like we check in at eight, like you said, the hours thing and check out at five. So we try to touch base once a week. Um, and one of the things we talk a lot about is a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset, which I think is a, a business concept that a lot of people will and kind of incorporate in, in what they're doing. But we need to do it in our in ourselves. And we just take it... it to the physical side of things, right? Just because you come in and it's a very humbling experience, right? Because there's lots of things that you see you cannot do or do well or do and feel well because physical fitness can make you feel crappy, right? Physically. Um, Just because you can't do that on day one doesn't mean you're not going to do it on day two or day three. And so you can't get stuck in the fact, I can't do this. No, you can't do it today. But that's not to say that you're not going to do it tomorrow. Um, And if we we talk about that and we try to get especially our newer members to understand that that's the trajectory because you can feel defeated or you can be hard on yourselves or you can be embarrassed or humbled and all of these things and if you were able to do all that stuff on day one, you wouldn't really be coming to me then. You make them uncomfortable for a purpose. For a purpose, right? And it's not only just being uncomfortable, but it's understanding what failure means. Um, and we just do it more kind of like an abrupt, in-your-face, physical yeah. thing, right? There's failure all over the place. You fail in business. You fail in school. You fail yeah. in marriages and life and relationships and all that stuff. I'm going to make you fail till you can no longer do a push up because you've reached the point in which you fail. And so you know that and you don't know that you can do more until you know mm. what you can't do. Um, so to the when when you're in a group fitness versus individual fitness, yeah. there's obviously um, it's kind of like a judging like oh well look at that person can do way more than I can. There's a lot of that. How hard is that for you to kind of coach folks through that to say, Hey, don't look at them. Or I mean, people. I think that's probably the number one concern um, that people have or that they'll share with me. Like, I don't, I don't want to hold anybody back or I, you know, I I have to modify or I need all this help. Um, And there's a couple layers for that. Like the kind of surface thing is everybody's going to, 
be suffering so much that they're not really going to care about you. (laughs) Like they're going to be so deep in their own shit. Right. And they're going to be figuring out how not to literally crawl on the floor that they don't know what's going on around them. And so, I mean, and that's the truth, right? It's kind of like the funny, like, haha, like everybody suffers, whatever. Um, But then there's also the, but everybody's been where you are because everybody had a first day. Everybody that comes in in a group setting is a little bit nervous or a little bit intimidated or scared that they're, you know, not going to hold a candle to, to what they need to do. So everybody's been there so they can empathize with you. And they're not going to judge you for it. They're going to help show you that it does like it gets better. Right. There's another side to the to the way that this progresses. Um, And then, you know, but I think that goes a little bit to insecurities for sure. But again, another humbling experience. Nobody cares about what you have going on. Right. Mm -hmm. They really are concerned with what they have going on. Um, And so. I don't know if that's harsh or not, but like, you know, it's not, it's not about what everybody thinks about you. It's really only about yourself. Everybody's only concerned about themselves right now. So do you, is it challenging to motivate people to come back the next day? Like sometimes if it's their first day and they feel miserable, absolutely. Um, gotta have to help them hopefully see that they will feel better in the long run. Um, that pain is temporary. That the the amount of suffering is a choice, right? And that's more of a mental choice than anything else. Um, And that, again, fixed versus growth, right? So we're not stuck in the way that we feel. You're not going to feel like this all the time, right? It's going to change. We're going to get better. Just all those things. So you got your CrossFit family. Mm -hmm. And now you got a pretty big family. Mm Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your whole mom role compared to, I mean, how hard is that to balance between those two? Balance is a blog I'm working on right now, nice. funny enough, um, because I'm bad at balance. Um, when when we opened the gym, I went balls deep into whatever needed to be done, right, for it. I was really scared of failure. I thought that any amount of failure that the gym would potentially have was a result of something that I did not do. Right. So if something wasn't going to go or whatever, it's because I didn't I didn't work hard enough to do it or whatever. So I was I was uber focused on that. Um, And that balance with my family was hard. Like my husband really had to like kind of step up and and like parent our 18 month old at that time because I was gone 15, 16 hours a day. And there'd be some days where he'd already be in bed by the time I got home at eight. And then I was leaving at four o'clock in the morning and go back the next day. And so I just, you know, didn't see him. Um, And there was this weird thing that kind of happened where Jen and Jim were synonymous, um, where I was the gym and the gym was me and what I did, you know what I mean? There was no separation of like church and state, right? It just didn't, there just was nothing. And let me tell you what that does to a marriage. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's not a good situation. Um, so we had to work through that and moving closer helped because it cut out an hour and a half of commute time. Right. Which gave, you know, time is the one thing that there literally is not more of. Right. It's limited. It just uh, there's doesn't exist past like the day. So we found time in that regard. And I had to figure out how to find balance and separate Jen and Jim. Um, 
and getting pregnant forced me to do that. So it's been, now, when was that? I got um, when did I? Uh, my daughter's going to be nine months old, so a year and a half ago. So May of two thousand and, and you got three, four, three kids. Two. We two just kids. have two. Just two. Just two. <laughs> two solid. So two kids, and mm-hmm. you said, "Uh oh." Is my gym going to suffer kind of thing? Yeah, kind of. Um, I knew that I needed to have... Well, first of all, I just I just want to say, it, it's not just my gym. I could have never done... The gym could never be what it is without the people that support it. So, like, the coaches that come in and the, the awesome people that clean the floors and that do all the things. Like, all of the things. It, it's all the other people um, that really do the the work but from a um number of hours at the gym standpoint and like coaching and just all that stuff I had to take a step back physically from that so I had to hire some extra coaches and make some adjustments and like delegate delegate yeah um and what's really cool and I think that if you're a gym owner or if you're anybody that spearheads or wants to lead or create or are is part of the the idea of community is really cool um and the community needs to exist and it needs to be bigger than any one person and I was so lucky to see that that existed because there was a significant amount of time where I was not at the gym at all. Um, I I think the last couple weeks of my pregnancy, I, I was very rarely there. And then it was a solid two and a half weeks after having the baby that I didn't even step foot in there. I called in on my coaches meetings like we they were there and I called in and we had our coaches meetings. So did you get like this level of confidence that like, holy cow. I've delegated to good people. Right. Yeah. They're able to handle it. They're this. able to handle it. And not only is the community of coaches outstanding and were so giving of any extra time that they had to help with things that I couldn't do, um, but the community existed. It's going to exist without me. Like, yeah. it's not it's not Jen and Jim anymore, you know, and that's a really, really liberating, first of all thing and second of all a really cool thing to see that now there's this entity that exists and it's this community of people that are actually stronger than any one person um and that's that's really cool that is that is pretty pretty cool and if you if you think of the underlying um value that you are able to create outside of physical fitness Mm -hmm. you're able to establish new friendships Mm -hmm. Right. You're able to establish friendships that not only, you know, high five in the gym, sure. but they go outside. Absolutely. Gym. And that kind of thing, you know, people recognize that, hey, maybe they don't join a group type of fitness um, simply for, you know, the social aspect. But there's there's like you you work on them physically, emotionally, spiritually by giving them that community. Right? And I would argue that the fitness is secondary. Really? Yeah. For the majority of people, I think that like finding finding a group of people that have shared um like a shared mindset or, you know, a sh- like shared goals is really helpful. That's why, you know, churches kind of, you know, they do can can commute do communities that way so i think fitness may be the reason why is that common link but i would really argue that that's not 
the full reason why people stay as long as they do. There's other bonds and other things that they get that enrich their lives above and beyond the fitness. I really, at this point, I really, I mean, you know, we have a group of women that make a food train and take meals to our ladies that have had babies for two weeks. And we just, you know, we rotate and we sign up and we take them food, Um, you know, and we go to retirement parties when our, one of our firefighter chiefs, you know, retired after however many years, you know, and, you know, went there. And so there's just, it's, and it's funny because there's a couple coaches that are a little bit younger and they're starting to adult now, right? Because adulting is a verb. And it's really hard to figure it out. And the hard part is, how do you make friends as an adult? True. Especially right? you got lots of kids. And, you, you know, yeah. like, what do you, how do you do that? Yeah, okay, so our kids are in school together, maybe through yeah. play dates and whatever. But, like, how do you make new friends? You know, if you went to college somewhere else and, you, mm. you know, and you're starting to figure out how to be an adult, like, you have to find, you know, communities that are organic, Right. And that are, you know, full of people that are have, you know, similarities to the things that you enjoy doing. And it may not be a church. Right. And it's not yeah. that's not everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, ball game. So um, your balance was you were kind of leaving that community. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously they were probably supportive of you with the baby. And of all. course. Yeah. And now, now we're all, you know, now we're more back, back to into the, back into the swing of things. Well, that's and, very cool. So what is the. um. What is the, what's the blog about? What do you, what do you got going on in your blog? So when you're up late at night by yourself and you start talking to yourself, right? Right. Or you're just in your car and you're like about to lose your shit and you just start like talking to yourself. Um, and that's kind of like where I was postpartum for a while because I wasn't working as much because I had this great group of coaches that came in to take my spot that I didn't want to take away from them what they were doing so well. So I didn't jump right back into a lot of coaching and things. Um, and so you have a lot of, you have a lot of personal time to to talk crazy. And, um, it just, it just was a thing that I just, I needed to get it out. Right. I I didn't want to just talk to myself anymore. I, so I just started writing, um, at night, my husband was working late a lot. So again, both kids would be asleep. Like I'm not really totally ready to go to bed yet, but like, I need to do something constructive with my time. I don't really want to work right now. Um, so I'm just gonna see what happens. And for a while it was just trash. Like it was just like incoherent sentences, like nothing made sense. Like I didn't know what was going on. Um, and, I had a lot of insecurities after having the baby because one, I had been away from work. I had been away from the community for a little bit. I had been away from fitness. Um, so physically I didn't feel strong. Um, mentally I didn't feel very strong. And as an entrepreneur, right. And a business owner, now I started to feel like I was failing like at a lot of things at momming, right. At working at, you know, taking care of my body, which I still didn't have full control over. It was, you know, I was doing the things that whatever I needed to do. Um, and so those insecurities kind of really took a toll on me for a little bit and just, I don't know, I just, I had to wrap my head around it. And when I did, I realized that in order for me to feel like I had control of situations, I had to adopt the mindset that I'm a mom and I have to take care of my children first. And that would sometimes mean that it comes before work now, um, and that I can't, compare myself to people that are not in the same life chapter that I'm in. Like, 
I don't know. They may just be starting their book and I'm like 17 chapters in already, you know? So like, I can't, I can't do that. So who, who's your audience? I have no idea. Is there an audience? <laughs> well, I mean, are you talking to the other mom, young mom? She... <laughs> I mean, so thank God for social media now, right? Because everybody knows that every other mom is crazy and we can read oh, cool. all of the memes and like funny shit that we're all putting out there. And it's like, okay, good. Like <laughs> you didn't want to, I don't know. That's funny. Um, I don't know who my audience is. Has it helped though? Has oh yeah. It, has your blog me? It helps yeah. me personally. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, a member of mine that I um, was working with one on one the other day, and she's not a mom, um, and she's in her fifties. Um, and she said, "Thank you for writing your blog. I it really helped me." Oh wow! Um, and That's I said, cool. "Thank you for reading it." <laughs> I don't know who reads it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so that was cool. I was that was cool that um it transcended just kind of like what i was saying and that it was somebody found something out of it so you think you're able to influence people you know in in different ways that you might not be aware of yeah yeah that's gotta be cool that is cool i think that's really where do people like you're kind of the you got a lot of energy compared to other moms or do you think that you're like, where do you see yourself as different? Are you saying like, Hey, I'm all, we're all the same. It's just, you know, I'm, I might be crazier. I might be more energized or where's your, where do you think the differences are with the people that you talk to? I think we're, I don't know. I, I don't know that we're all the same. I, I think that I didn't know what it meant to be a mom when my son was born. So I think I missed a lot of the stuff when he was young, um, relating to other moms, figuring out how to confidently communicate the crazies, right? And all of the shit and all the things, because if you don't have a community, which I didn't really in Michigan, because, um, you know, seven years ago, CrossFit, the community was a little bit different. It was more male, um, and and so on so I missed that part and so now that I feel like I understand it a little bit more the second time um I don't I don't I just feel a part of it and I I feel comfortable sharing that I don't have it all together by any means like at all and just that that I would hope would be helpful for other people that don't have it together so the the um, you probably are helping people you don't even you know right similar to that lady there yeah so what is your um, what's the future look like what I'm kind of now starting to think about what the next five years are going to look like right <clears throat> for a couple of reasons one everybody always talks about this five year plan what's your five year plan isn't that like the number one interview question like tell me your five year plan it's like well you know let me talk about tomorrow and we'll see what happens. Um, but the gym is going to be celebrating its five-year anniversary, That's right? Awesome. So, you know, five years ago, what did I think was going to be happening? I don't know. I hope the doors were still open. Um, so now looking forward, I think CrossFit's changing a little bit um, fundamentally from kind of what it was five years ago and even 10 years ago. So that's something to kind of to look at as far as the trajectory of the gym itself, you know, 
what what will CrossFit be doing in five years? And we kind of need to hone in on on what that's going to be um, on a five year plan for myself. So I'm going to be 35 in 2020. So I'm going to be turning 35. So five years from then I'm turning 40. So what does that look like? You know, and the thought had always crossed my mind at some point, like, sure, when I let's see, I was 29 when the gym opened. That's all fine and dandy. But like, you know, do I want to be doing this? when I'm 40 and 45, at least in the nature that I was doing it when I was 29. So like, I I know that some transition needs to happen um, as far as the physicality of it all, because it's, it's exhausting. I think there's um, a way to take the principles that I potentially enjoy most in the CrossFit gym setting and then apply those in in some different ways Um, from an organizational standpoint. um, I mean, we're, we're, when you look at the business, it's a, it's a small, we're a small business, right? So there's larger businesses out there. um, And that interests me, right? To kind of take the way that we do leadership and community and the way that we structure um, not only our relationship with our members, which again, are paying members, but at the same time, you know, members and then coaches and things and take that structure and look at some different business models. And like, so that interests me a little bit. Um, I had thought about, you know, going back to school Um in more of like the human resource side of things and like team leadership and like coaching at that level. Right. So what would it mean to coach at the corporate level, not fitness, but people, right. And then in and of themselves. So that really interests me a lot. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of shapes it itself a little bit. Um, Cause I think that figuring out a way to be as honest with yourself as possible is what holds people back or allows them to move forward um, in whatever direction they're heading. And in, in this light, right, it's it's fitness, right? If you cheat your reps, if you don't do the work, if you don't um, actually put in the time that you need to to get better, you will not, in fact, get better. If you, if you lie about how your workout goes, if, you, if you're full, you know what I mean? You're, you aren't going to see the results. Literally, the only way to get better is to do the work. Um, and there's a sense of honesty that you kind of have to have with that. And I think that um, that can be correlated to other aspects of life that people don't always do. Um, and so being able to be fully honest with what you're able to do because it's very easy to make excuses I think I say to myself on a daily basis uh that I'm more impressed with the other moms than I see doing the things that I think are hard and probably not complaining nearly as much as I do about it um you know that are tired and I don't hear them say that they're tired I mean I know single moms that have to do it all. And I will get grumpy if my husband works two nights in a row, you know what I mean? Um, and he's home late. Um, and I'm more impressed by what they're capable of doing. And so I need to see they're the ones that are motivating me a little bit to quit bitching and just continue to grind and try to find it and find the time and, and to do it. So I didn't have that seven years ago with my son. I didn't understand that relationship. Um, And I don't know 
that it exists everywhere, but it's a really, it's a really, the mom community is a really cool thing. And I hope that other, other women that are struggling to feel a part of something will find a way to be in, in a community with other moms that can, that can help them through their stuff. That's hard, man. Thank <laughs> you.